Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we share words that have echoed between two friends since time began as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. And today we're tackling the 94th episode in the series, Fiddler on the Ropes. (laughs) What do you think of this one? Well, first, every time I hear this title, I want to... And it's hard for me not to say Fiddler on the Roof, so I, I good job to the writers. I feel like that's a really uh, <laughs> astute pun. Um, I you love start this one. singing Fid- Fiddler on the Roof songs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I love this one. Um, I love this actor, and I think they do such a, it was such a great call to bring him back as Enrique Mas later. Totally, um, totally. He actually just passed away. Uh, Chick Venera, yeah. I think his name is, um, in 2021. Um, and so... Yeah, he's great. Um, it's wild. I mean, it makes no <laughs> sense. It's. I tried to look up um, like the purchasing of prize fighters, basically. Yeah. And I couldn't really find anything. Um, but I do feel like this is a comes up in a couple other pieces of media, so it must have been something that you could do. Um, I don't know that it's as seamless as like meeting a guy on the bus and <laughs> handing over the cash, but. Um, <laughs> You know, that's kind of bizarre. Uh, the Don King of Sicily. There's a lot. I really like it. What, I mean, what do you think? It's so funny to me because my first reaction after watching this again, like rewatch after watching You Gotta Have Hope the last episode was like, as I'm watching You Gotta Have Hope, I'm like, this is such a bizarre storyline. Like, it's just so weird that they're like, oh, Rose is like, actually thinks Bob Hope's her father. And then you come to this one, you're like, this is even weirder. <laughs> like, yeah, and did you really know that Bob funny. Hope um, Bob Hope was a boxer? So yeah, my thought know. was like, maybe they were like reading his bio and they saw that he did some boxing and they were like, you know what? Let's make that another one. That's the next episode. But I mean, there is, so I think this is funny because there are so many amazing lines in here. It's very, very funny as as we go through this wacky antic of, you know, a prize fighter. And I appreciate the fact that there is the twist in the middle that he's just playing to a stereotype. But there also is this like really overarching commentary about like white women purchasing a person of color's body for like physical like a monetary gain you know of just like it really it feels like a lot of like commentary that you know um we have about like poor black college athletes playing football right and like just like how many people make money off of their physical like abilities and then just like they're exploited right and there's this whole conversation about their money and they're just like 20 percent goes to him and it's like he doesn't even want to do it it's like there's a lot of there's a lot totally is what i'll say (laughs) that college athlete connection is really interesting i didn't um i didn't quite make that but you're totally right that's exactly what it is it's like profiting off of the athleticism of young men of color yeah everyone else is making money except for the actual athletes um, and and they're like having conversations about owning somebody that's a human being which is yeah, really fucked and it's like you know and they're, they're having conversations at some point with him in the room about like what they should do you know right. and it's like it's we'll, we'll get to that we'll get to that scene but i mean it's really there's, there's like a real grossness about it and that's why I'm happy there is the scene where he's like 
flips the stereotype and actually kind of calls them out on the fact that they fell for it, um, which I think is really fascinating. But yeah, but anyway. it's interesting to have both of those two things because you're right. There is like an awareness of it, but there's also like there's awareness, I guess, of, of racism and, and like that piece of it. Yes. But he's easily like they dehumanize him in a lot of ways. Absolutely. Um, and they and continue so, to do so through the, the entire episode. Right, exactly. And so that is, it, it's kind of, I do feel like it's very reflective of um, sort of like our cultural understanding of that sort of racist stereotype at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, because like, we're, we're not quite, we're, we don't quite get it. <laughs> yes, yes, we're, you're right. It's like, we're trying. It moves maybe. it further than like something that would be like a common joke about a hispanic boxer it moves it moves the needle further and for the time it's like incredibly progressive but then like looking back on it you're like all right there's a lot more here that's like never addressed right (laughs) so it's really interesting but before we get into that let's talk about plunging necklines and push-up bras (laughs) yeah let's of course (laughs) collecting social security at 49.50 oh my gosh it's fascinating and it's kind of funny because it's um the opening to this episode is is a conversation that's not it's a it's like a a little bit of a leap to a link to them talking about investments right like Blanche talking about retirement and like you think that the episode's going to go in a different direction and then it just turns out that they're talking about CDs and yeah. it's, it's which <laughs> also it's really funny I like recently looked into CDs in like 2022 I remember when I was a kid they were just like well if you have some money and put it in a CD <laughs> it's like yeah. the interest rate on a CD is like 0.0001% more than just like putting your money in savings, savings account. <laughs> I know like such garbage that's a whole other conversation for some sort of money centric episode later but um anyway I I do I do like that they have this weird thing about like Blanche like retiring or whatever um just because they get in so many great lines right like I bet you're damn near spectacular yeah <laughs> and the 4950 what is that Blanche the address of the social security building <laughs> It's so funny. And I feel like even Dorothy's like, when she's talking about the CD, a little like subtle attempt to bring financial literacy to the audience of the Golden Girls because like it's so like <laughs> after school specially, you know, it's it like is. we got to do this with our money. Um, and then like the magic beans line, oh, Rose yeah. giving Sophia the money is Rose. What do you do it? It's perfect. I know she explodes on her, which is totally the right reaction. It's great. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. (laughs) But even before that, where she's like talking about retirement, I was like, I'd be afraid my mind would go soft. And then you, it's one of those moments where it's just the softball pitch of a setup of a line where people watching the show, fans watching the show, like know that you can go in many directions with it. You could go hard. Like, it's kind of like the whole, like, when Sophia goes like, I'm in a romantic mood, so I'm going to let that golden opportunity pass right by. <laughs> Where it's like an in-joke with the audience that like it's such an easy setup. Um, but I, so I love the way, I love that way that Sophia handles that one, right? Like golden opportunity. Um, but I love the way that <laughs> Dorothy handles this one. It's so funny. It's really subtle, right? Don't even talk that way, Rose. That's crazy talk. It's, <laughs> she yeah, hardly it's like, reacts. It's so good. And it's so like, the other thing is like, I feel like you can gather that Rose is like a doofus from the way that the audience laughs. But that's a really like, you kind of have to know the dynamic um yeah. but it also in a way like 
tells you what the dynamic is, which I think is a really, really uh, powerful device and like just so well executed. That's a really great point. Like it kind of fits well if you're watching the show for the first time or if you obviously know what they're what the inside joke part of it is. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It it works really well. Oh, my God. So great. But yeah, so the (laughs) the other great like line that Dorothy delivers without any emotion whatsoever is the man used to have to get naked to count to 21 <laughs> and like again which like really builds the character as well as like Blanche's face and Rose's face react exactly as they would Blanche yep. is chuckling to herself immediately laughing about penises and Stanley's penis at that and then Rose's face has that slow creep of a realization of what Dorothy's actually talking about yeah. after a couple of beats <laughs> And it's really, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. But yeah, so Sophia fucks things up as per usual, right? And it's like this other, you know, it's so funny because like this again is yet another get rich quick scheme. <laughs> they start off being like, well, we've done everything from sell bacon, le- sell bacon, lettuce, and potato sandwiches to going on grab that Joe to like, I mean, there's all of those, you know, one for the money storylines and stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, and now they're like, well, let's be responsible. <laughs> get a cd which in the 80s actually meant something and um yeah and then we have like you know sophia just completely fuck it all up with a guy she met the bus stop three thousand dollars for a dog <laughs> um yeah and it is like you know there's a little bit like sophia is um pretty lax with other people's money she's always trying to get rich she's like yeah. you know you can't lose but it you know that's a pretty tough thing i feel like they move they have to move past it because like what are they gonna do they have to train him but like you know you would be really pissed off especially when particularly dorothy and rose really had to work to save that money totally totally i mean it's it's yeah it's very very silly (laughs) it's like and i i I do kind of like how they have the they have the conversation about it being on the up and up they kind of are like okay we have to deal with this oh yeah when dorothy calls the yeah when they who knows who she calls yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so i also the line of a week from now you're going to be kissing the ground i walk on yeah and you're going to be looking up at her from the other side (laughs) such a great retort and because it comes so fast like it's it's perfect i really love that one um so you know he shows up right and we have it's just like classic like yuck yuck you know um and the immigration line gets a big laugh when she yells at him right so this is where we start going downhill (laughs) yeah i mean i guess we start going downhill when you know my mother bought this man at a bus stop but obviously the Um, beginning of the end (laughs) yes the beginning of the end but then um not only does immigration get a big laugh which is really fucked up but also like when when Blanche rightly asks when they're talking about money and it's kind of surprising that she asks it. she goes 20% is standard for a boxer and she goes it is if he doesn't speak English and you're like yeah, oh woof yeah. holy shit man and like then it's not de- dealt with ever again like, it's like oh my god that is some messed up shit like it's kind of interesting because I don't know I already had my own question just like Blanche of like oh 20% is standard like he's doing all the work what are you guys doing you're not even qualified you bought a man what you know like there's there's all these things running around your head and then it's kind of amazing that they explicitly call that out under the guise of a joke yeah that they're cheating him because he doesn't speak English like what the fuck (laughs) everything about it yeah anyway super gross yeah it's really gross and it's also like it's 
it, you know, it's like part of that like whole dehumanization thing. It's like yes. they can do whatever they want because they're gonna make money off of him. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they're so unqualified. Like she's holding yes. oven mitts, and like she's an old lady. He can't really punch her. You I know. know. It's like, what are they doing? Everything about it is like. I mean, the oven mitts gag is very funny. Don't get me wrong. It is, funny. <laughs> and the, I do love the Don King of Sicily joke. It makes me laugh. Though. It's like so stupid, but it's so funny. <laughs> so I used to wear nuts. my hair differently then. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! And Rose, oh my god! When Rose goes up when he's jumping rope, and she's like, "Hey, my name is Anna." <laughs> I think I can help with this. <laughs> yeah, it's so so funny. It reminds me. My grandmother always used to try to make me do that, and I was like, even at like six, I was like, "Nah, that's 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 stupid." But yeah. like here, I like it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, thanks, Rose. Good job. Um, I do love the uh, the the. Incidentally, those are the same rules for when you're at a clam bar in Little Italy. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which of course is like a reference to Umberto's Clam House um, from when the gangster Joey Gallo was shot in 1972. It was like famous shoot up, and like I used to go there. I used to live a block from there, like around the other corner um, before it closed, like long ago. And uh, they, you know, it would be like the kind of place where you'd go in and be like, "There are the bullets in the wall." <laughs> oh like, right, yeah. It's such a like American thing where you're like, "Ooh ah," and you're like, "A man was murdered." That is fucked. <laughs> it's like but it's still gangster um, war it's kind it's open now right or is it closed i guess it closed closed. the original location it might have reopened somewhere else but like the original location um on broom and mulberry is is no longer there it had like a really iconic like blue outside yeah yeah i remember yeah so like i don't think you can see the bullet unless they like took the plaster down and put it in the new one (laughs) i don't know know? yeah no i'm sure not (laughs) it's ridiculous but, but anyway, so, you know, that whole scene is pretty funny of, like, how they can all contribute, and necessarily so. The the storyline has to move along, where they're like, let's call whoever. Okay, it's legit. I guess we're stuck with it. Let's help him trade. Yeah. <laughs> and then Darkie <laughs> boxing is so hilarious. Oh my god, I know, and she's, like, doing the jumping around. It's like... <laughs> it's so dorky. It's really cute, though. Uh, I it know. Is, it's dorky, yeah. <laughs> she's hysterical um but anyway um but yeah so uh obviously the the scene in the um <laughs> in the bedroom is wonderful because the new world <laughs> uh, everything about it there's i have like 700 lines from that one you know first of all you know what you uh alluded to of like words that have echoed between mother and daughter since i began <laughs> she's talking about where sophia usually is the one that gets to be sarcastic and the like dorothy sophia pairing particularly the dorothy and sophia in bed pairing yeah but where she's like no i always get this way before any welterweight division b matchup at the local arena <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> Oh and God. it's perfect and like the new world is great 900,000 lira or approximately a buck and a quarter and then I really love to seek fame and fortune and a meal cooked without oregano <laughs> <laughs> the <Yes>. new world <laughs> get to see the most intimate that we get to see Dorothy and Sophia are in these scenes before bed right like we've talked about this before and they're so lovely and I really love how like they like they experience like how close and connected they actually are and how close the relationship is is that Dorothy can say oh ma that's a load of crap yeah when (laughs) Sophia's trying to like lie about like why she did it oh for your father you know it's yeah I just, I love the fact that, you know, like, they they can actually have this commentary 
of like a close relationship where they're basically razzing each other you know yeah. and calling out each other on each other's shit like it's not you know she just it's perfect it's like you know you get into this wistful zone and then Dorothy's like fuck that and it's great though because she goes um hey I did a dumb thing and I feel terrible what else do you want me to say which I also think is like incredibly realistic right it's like yeah I don't you don't fully buy it because like Dorothy basically says that's a start because she knows that like it's not necessarily a learning experience but there is a certain point where like something happens and like (laughs) you know somebody you know we don't exactly see her apologize apologize but like to have that line of just like what more can I give you right now and you're like nothing really (laughs) like we're just kind of stuck in the situation now we have to solve it so I actually kind of think that was realistic as well um in just the way that she handles it yeah yeah I agree and it's a good like um it's nice to see Sophia I guess like admit it and also like Dorothy's obviously still kind of pissed off like she's sort of over it you know like whatever but like there's still obviously a little bit of understandable and um appropriate I would say resentment that Sophia was so careless with their money yeah um and the dead dad line, I think, is really is really good because it's like, I did it for your father, blah, blah, blah. Because Sophia thinks that that will, it's like meant to be manipulative, right? Like of it's course. meant to get Dorothy to like try to forgive her. And it's really nice that Dorothy knows her so well and is so like not buying it that that's her totally. response. It's, totally. it's really, really nice. Yeah. She and I obviously exactly. like. Exactly. The Oscar my year, gold or my year thing is so fucking funny to me. And like, I feel like I, the only reason I know about gold of my year, I think is because of this episode, because of like, it led me to look her up on Wikipedia. So love it. That's amazing. <laughs> That's her legacy. Yeah. The Iron Lady of Israeli politics also mentioned on the Golden Girls. <laughs> exactly. Holy shit. Holy shit. So perfect. Um, Okay, so let's get to when they go to, you know, <laughs> sketchy, <cookies> milk. <laughs> yeah, sketchy kid Pepe's uh, address. <laughs> right, and it's the only address in his room, but he, it's, I mean, you know, there's some, there's some holes there. Rose wants to take him cookies and milk before a fight, which I guess is like, you know, there's so many hours. It's the night before, so I guess he can have that, but like, I don't know if that's what you're eating when you're training for a fight. It's not um, really like the most strength inducing. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Non-stomach ache-inducing meal. <laughs> but they find one address in his room, which he doesn't bring with him, interestingly enough. But all of his other stuff is gone. <laughs> exactly. And apparently, okay. apparently he's also been, um, you know, training for years at this place. So whatever. In secret. Also interesting. <laughs> you need a purse to go to Juilliard? Oh they also God. keep referring to the money as a purse, which is like... They, they really like that. They yeah. A few I, well, I think that that goes into the prize fighter thing, right? Like it's like right, the purse true. of like your winnings. And it's just, yeah, it's really, this whole world is very fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but this is the part where he actually calls them out, right? Where he's yeah. like speaking English, speaking better English than Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Love that dig. Who was born in, in New York City, by the way. I looked it up just to make sure he wasn't another immigrant. Uh, yeah, sla- he's a Philadelphia slander. icon. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Um, <laughs> Go Philly. but um i just love how when he says you bought into it didn't you it's actually kind of perfect because they don't have them respond then he goes into his whole virtues of merchant in venice you know speech which of course is originally about jewish people um so it's very analogous here which is pretty nice because it's like shakespearean but it like ties into his whole 
like experience of like these white women and like what he invented for the persona yeah. of Kid Pepe. But anyway, I just I really like how they don't try to make more excuses after he's like, oh well, you know, you just invented this whole thing, and he's just like, you bought into it, didn't you? And it's like, yeah, I have nothing to say. We did. <laughs> we totally yeah, it's did. a it's a real sort of like, and that's sort of what I was talking about. Is like that is really progressive in a way it's like yes. it's kind of like holding a mirror up to america um and the other thing i wanted to say about that scene is uh a couple episodes back in two road together you talked about how um they really know how to like break up a scene when it gets too serious with yes. like a funny little line and right. i feel like that's like perfectly executed here too when he's like i also considered auditioning for the actor's studio it's <laughs> yeah, like totally. perfect and that i think also like speaks to that actor's ability to molds like his performance to fit this show it's like that is so golden girls and he really just like he never when he's like really speaking and he's delivering these lines he's uh it's really seamless that he's able to sort of like bounce off the cast yes he does a great job and he i mean honestly his little dramatic performance is great like i don't i don't know what you look for in these sort of auditions but it was wonderful (laughs) yeah i'd let him in a juilliard (laughs) (laughs) totally that was the best acting uh you know rehearsal we've we've seen or, or try out yeah. what and yeah. and you know what else like his like his uh violin coach is like worried about his hands yeah and i have in my notes like i do think his hands will be fine but you should worry about his brain for like cte oh man well that's the thing it, you know it's really funny so yeah skipping ahead right to the whole part where he's like it happens sometimes after a fight which also woof talk about cte and like football players like we were talking about earlier right of just like just like beating up your body for a white person's gain who actually is making money off of that right brain damage forever etc cetera, etc cetera. so that that's really fucked up that he goes it happens sometimes after a fight but i also did look up <laughs> tbi like traumatic brain injury that like could cause memory issues and like it really typically affect short-term memory or like your ability like to remember to remember you know like to remember that you have to turn the like lock the door after you leave or to remember you bring your keys or like all those types of things it rarely like affects like (laughs) like we see portrayed in sitcoms like this where it's like i just lost like years off my life in the past (laughs) Like, right, this piece that I've been playing weekly at least for years. <laughs> for years, exactly. Like, I'm pretty sure that would just, like, stick around, you know? So it is kind of, like, an interesting conceit. But, like, like you, to your point, like, the whole brain injury thing, and he's got a band-aid on his head, and he got knocked out, and, like, the girls actually encouraged him to do that. Like, all of that is, like, oh, my God, there's so much there uh, from a commentary standpoint about, like, people being, like, pushing uh, you know, like white people basically like pushing people of color into these situations for their monetary gain. And it's really, it's messed up. Um, right. Especially when, when you go back to the earlier conversation where like they're, they're having a conversation with the instructor and he's like, you hold this boy's life in your hands. First of all, he's not a boy. He goes, I need the money for school. Like he literally yeah. said himself. And then they have this, everything just turns on a dime. And then like the old man teacher is like talking to these white women about how it's up to them, whether he not, he goes in the ring. I was like, isn't it up to him? <laughs> right. Christ. And also like, he wants to fight. The kid wants to fight. We need him to fight. <laughs> oh my God. All of it. It's crazy. And like uh, the diminutive kid is a lot different than boy. Right. And like, I, to be fair, at least the other old man like says boy, and it's not like the girls, but like, 
Ugh, it still is really, it reads very gross to me. I, I was actually surprised at like how visceral reaction I had to that particular bit. I think he's supposed to be younger than I imagine him too, mm. because um this is like know, a 90210 situation i where think <laughs> so I, that's what i was thinking because that would really make sense to me um you know like also i don't know juilliard isn't traveling to miami to have auditions you gotta come here i think generally <laughs> um so there's a couple little like concessions there um it's like the high school reunion in miami <laughs> exactly yeah 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 but it's also like when rose is like that was a really mean thing to say because oh, like so when great. they come to the the agreement that he should throw the fight like yeah that's almost to your point like it almost comes off as like a moral like they're taking the moral high ground because they're sacrificing like the $10,000 that they could have if he wins. Right. And it's like everybody wins, but it's still gross. Like how we got here is still the problem. How we got here is still the problem and the subtext of what taking a dive means, which probably means he has to get punched in the head very hard in order to either pretend to be knocked out or get knocked out, which is really messed up. (laughs) Yeah. What's so moral about boxing? Rose has that whole little that whole little bit. Oh my god, seriously. Yeah. She that's right, actually. Like Rose actually is kind of like the one like who has all you know, like where they have that line about you where you were just saying of like, um, you know, uh what you call it, where she's like, you know, as a general rule rolls Rose, you should not be the first to answer. Yes. <laughs> but she's also right. Also, by the way, like when they're training um quote unquote training him you know with a my name is anna and yeah. potholders <laughs> um as well as umberto's clam house dodging um sophia makes a dig about how like rose can help him because he can you know she can be like basically a lesson of what happens if you spar without headgear yeah <laughs> he's in the ring with nothing he has nothing I know. <laughs> he doesn't yep. even have a mouthpiece in <laughs> right he really Jesus, guys <laughs> you literally <laughs> talked about that so yeah there's a lot of this just like the logistics and like yeah the morality of these boxing um <laughs> decisions is really fucked up also like i do love the like very easy dig of like talking about having you know having boxers um be reduced to like hopeless stereotypes where you're like i know my right from my left and that's it where like <laughs> gonzalez goes your mother's a tramp yeah so stupid and so simple because you're just like oh my god you guys just made fun of these stereotypes and then it's like your mother's a tramp you're like okay perfect yeah (laughs) (laughs) thanks guys sure (laughs) oh god um can we talk about blanche turning this guy gay yeah well if he he would have had better taste in jewelry to her point that is true I love you. You're coming here for the official stamp that that's actually a valid point. I think so. Well, and also B. Arthur, when she reacts to that, she's kind of like, mm, yep. Like, you know, <laughs> she, you can see it. She's like, all right. She does. Kind of hilarious. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, so Blanche talks about how, you know, her boyfriend's like deciding where to go to college. And she's like, he was considering Notre Dame. I know because he asked me how to spell it. Which, by the way, if you've never seen Notre Dame, it is, how the fuck do you spell it? I don't it's know. It's tricky. It's very yeah, no Notra. Notra. So, um, but anyway, she goes, you know, that would put such a wrench in our relationship with all those priests skulking about campus. First of all, skulking great use of it. Um, but secondly, uh, one of my best friends went to Notre Dame in college and I, I went to NYU, which I called like the anti-Notre Dame, or I guess, I guess Notre Dame was the anti-NYU. Like the only thing Notre Dame kids were allowed to do was drink copious amounts, um, just like any good Catholic. But what shocked <laughs> me, what shocked me about 
going to Notre Dame on this campus in the early 2000s was that they had this thing called parietals where all of the dorms were sec- separated by sex, like, you know, or, or gender expression, I guess. I, I have no idea what, how they even handled folks. And I know that I had, an, I have another really good friend um, who went to Notre Dame who had an awful experience because she was gay. Um, obviously <laughs> it's kind of like things where you like think about it and you're like, Oh my God, terrible. But anyway, were basically the rules set up in the dorms about when like boys could be in girls dorms and girls could be in boys dorms. And it was some, I don't remember the time. It was something obscenely early for college, right? Like eight or nine o'clock where like a boy couldn't be in a girl's dorm. Even if you're like, oh, we're just literally studying with the door open, father, whatever, you know, like we're yeah. trying to do college. Like you couldn't, be in each other's dorm rooms and it was it was just so bizarre to me and it was like it's just this extreme extreme catholic fearful of sex like situation um that was really fucked up but it was just really funny because like it struck me as like from my firsthand experience so like blanche is right yeah no way how are you gonna fuck this guy if you yeah. went to Notre Dame? <laughs> man jesuit colleges are so bizarre to me and people who go there and don't expect things like that is also like yeah, girl, what do you think? There's priests everywhere. You think they're just going to let you go about it? Um, <laughs> well, but I, I, think, but I think you're also, like, let's talk about how young you are. But then to actually be like, oh, my God, you guys are really serious about this. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, one kid got caught smoking weed, like, once, and he was about to get kicked out of school. I mean, it's just like, all of these things were just incredibly oppressive. But anyway, so I'm just saying... <laughs> You yeah, know, I think the um, storyline aside, if Blanche wanted to fuck this guy, it's a good thing he didn't go to Notre Dame. It would be tough at Notre Dame. And also, I don't know if this was true there, but I know at Fordham, they had a similar rule about yeah, not being whatever. But um, one of this, this person that I knew was like, well, joke's on them because all the girls are sleeping with each other. So it's fine. Turning <laughs> yeah. um, into a little Sarah Lawrence situation there. And the other <laughs> sort of like terribly irresponsible stupid move was that um they wouldn't sell condoms on campus of course so it's like do you think you know that's another reason why she can't go to notre dame and visit him like what are you doing you got it like they're gonna have sex totally provide something oh my god for real um anyway (laughs) back back to the back to the moving on um yeah all right, so let's get back to the storyline where we're being, you know, horribly oppressive to Kid Pepe here with all of the immigration digs and Hispanic digs and just like, you know, mocking uh, basically his his Cubanness here. Um, they do have this whole, you know, the recalling his memory, like, because you're Cuban, which is like right, another yeah. thing that sticks in my mind when I think of this episode. Um, but it's, you know, it's funny and he does so well, blah, blah, blah. And then Sophia is basically like big deal you know he's gonna get out of school and spend his whole career getting arrested on tv cop shows and like Dorothy says something about like ma you always have to be negative and I was like but she's right <laughs> and she knows I think they all kind of know she's right and like totally. that, um, that's such a good you know it kind of like brings you back to reality and it reminds me of when um Enrique Mas is on and he talks about his role models being Ricky Ricardo and yes! Zorro yes! a gay caballero and a man couldn't <laughs> recognize his own wife <laughs> so good but it's so it's so true and I think Absolutely. it's um it is a a nod to the show and the writers that in both times you know they do kind of like 
obviously in this one they're really relying on the stereotype but it is worth noting that in both instances they acknowledge it and they call it out as well as like the representation of um cuban or really just like any person of color uh any like hispanic or latin um latino man is like one of these two things Mm -hmm. you're right you're right and like that that goes back to what we're saying in the beginning of like this episode does push the envelope a little bit to make americans like writ large think about this but it, you know also <laughs> a lot more questions that we yeah have, for sure kind of thing. but um oh my god you're so right about like yeah like a, a cuban Macbeth is uh you know <laughs> not exactly ricky ricardo or zorro in terms of like <laughs> what what the opportunities are out there so oh my god i don't know can you transfer within juilliard like if you come into the acting and then you're just like no nah, i actually want to play this piece on violin that i remembered now that my tbi is gone yeah i feel like i mean i'm sure there's a lot of like triple threats at juilliard you have to kind of be multi-talented to get in totally right yeah it's like uh you know betty white and room mcclanahan knowing how to tap dance exactly <laughs> you can't just be a one trick pony at this time. <laughs> exactly. well especially as a hispanic man my god no, he's gotta be able to do not. everything he's like i can box too guys come on and yeah he is very very talented it's very he special. really is and he will so. eventually have a very successful career as a consumer reporter yes <laughs> i'm very excited when we get there oh my gosh all right do you have any more no that's it all righty well join us next time we're going to discuss screwing around in the bedroom when there are important things to do outside (laughs) (laughs) take care everyone